I have a guest with me today, Nick Reed. And uh, we were just talking off the mic about a bunch of things. There's, there's so many different topics we can talk about. One of the things that I find very interesting is the situation that he's in right now, some of his uh, background and uh, uh, starting a business, for example. So he's got <laughs> Fit Faith. And why don't you tell us a little bit about, about that? Hey, what's up? Um, so glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. And uh, yeah, so Fit Faith launched in November. Um, it really was a weird circumstance, like just crazy circumstances that all came together. Um, I had been, I'd been training and coaching, uh, for, I don't know, 13 to 15 years and working for other gyms and, you know, watching the other gym structures and how they pay us as trainers. Um, I started to wonder just like, why not me? Why am I building somebody else's dream? And uh, I listened to a ton of podcasts um, and kept getting motivated to like, okay, what's it going to take for me to build my own dream and stop living in somebody else's? So a lot of that stuff that kind of started driving you to see that vision is just external <clears throat> inspirational things mm -hmm. and or people, mm -hmm. other people so that have been I, through this. I can tell you exactly what it was. The, the, I can tell you the exact moment. It was in a February, uh, February 19th. Uh, 2017 I was at home and I won't say the gym because I'll say the numbers okay mm, yeah so <laughs> between the four of us as trainers um, in the prior year we had provided an income of $380,000 in personal training that's a lot and yeah. that's within a year right yeah. right that's in one year four trainers um, at the max at the very most, one of us might have been getting 50% of our cut. And I thought to myself, if that's the case, if it's 50 across the board, mm -hmm. you know, like, that's $180,000 that is not in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of dough. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what? All right, that, that's right then and there, I started, I dove into just Googling and asking Siri all kinds of questions and looking up podcasts about it. Um, started looking around my church and the people that I know that I deem successful. Mm -hmm. um, and I say I deem because success is really, what are we, we're talking about semantics and we're talking about a perspective when you say success. So right, what, yeah, what it, I thought was successful. It's an, an cool. individual sort of view. And, exactly. And, um, and so from February to August, I compiled about six mentors <laughs> from beer, uh, business, spiritual, uh, religious, you know, um, just practicing. good, Yeah, just good lifestyle, asking for help. Yeah. Because um, I wanted to do it, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't set myself up for a loss. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that when I went in, I was all in. Yeah, or at least as prepared as he could be. Because exactly. sometimes you can't exactly. can't get away from some of those failures and or losses. But. No, for sure, for sure. And that's just part of it. And uh, so you fast forward from February of 2017, mm -hmm. November 8, 2019, uh, the Fit Faith Gym became an LLC and opened. So uh, so before November, essentially, you kind of started dabbling in it and or trying yeah, to yeah, at least had, think about um, it and working so, towards that direction. Yeah, so from August to November of 2019 was really a, a season of just like whams. <laughs> and I say that because there's no other way to explain it. So in August, I had a good buddy of mine came to me at church and he told me that he had an epiphany and it was about me. 
And I said, okay, that's a little weird. And this is one of the people that you were kind of confiding in. Yeah, he's actually my, uh, he's my um, real estate attorney. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Great guy. And um, yeah, I I said, okay, tell me more about this. And he goes, man, he goes, he's the... I just had an epiphany that said, you need to help Nick with this fit faith thing. You need to get this off the ground. He's looking me dead in the eyes when he's telling me this. And I'm right. in the middle of a church, middle of a public place. And I'm like, puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, so how do we get started? Yeah. That's you know? pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah just was to cr- be approached yeah. by somebody so that that's was, like. That was a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. The following Saturday, I'm at his house eating steak dinner for four hours on his back, you know, on his back patio, smoking cigars, talking about how this is going to launch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Tuesday. So six days later, <laughs> I get a Facebook message um, from a guy named Mike Whalen. He owns Envy Fitness. He also has a location down south in um, um, somewhere in Southern Illinois. Um, but shout out to him for reaching out because he sent me a message that just said, Hey, I'm looking for personal trainers that want to branch out on their own. I, he's not my boss. He's my landlord. Mm-hmm. So it kills the amount of overhead I have. Right. And all of a sudden, like I said, from August to November, wham, sudden, wham. wham, I'm just given this, <laughs> this opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I, I had to take it. I, I had to take it. Yeah, no, that's amazing, especially in starting a business. I mean, it's it's not easy. One of the things that makes it possible is the creativeness and trying to keep your overhead low. How are you going to do that? So when you have opportunities that are coming to you, I mean, you were driving towards a certain direction anyways. You, I believe that mm-hmm. you will get there one way or the other. It so happens that you have these great people, you know, that, that you're talking to on a, a – you know, however long basis, but within that time span and, you know, shit <laughs> brings on the, op- <laughs> brings on uh, opportunities that a lot of people don't yeah. have. So it's, uh, that's really cool. Really yeah. great way to get started. And, uh, in that time frame too, has got to be stressful, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was intense and it was funny. So when I met Steve that Saturday, then the following Saturday through conversation on the phone, uh, he just asked me, so what are you thinking? You know, kind of checking in on what the idea was or if right. I was going to let it die. And uh, <laughs> this was, uh, I think it was like August 15th or August 14th. He told me this. And I said, I think I can open it before the end of September. Yeah. And he said, that's fast. Yeah, and it I is. Said, that doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. <laughs> nice nice <laughs> and true <laughs> yeah you know yeah it's uh you know some of the things that i find are almost uh i don't know you have to work towards something right you have to have an idea but not to say that spontaneity doesn't but you again we're already working towards that idea so the the spontaneous aspect of it is the quickness and just mm-hmm. starting up from Mm-hmm. Not, you know, <laughs> from the plan to, okay, we're going to, we actually have a facility, a potential facility and everything mm-hmm. and equipment and all that. Yeah. And I think, I think going into it, like there's, yeah, definitely some spontaneity of it. Like all of a sudden August, November, it just clicks. But from July, a year and a half back to February of 2017, mm-hmm. I created a mindset mm-hmm. and, and that mindset um, really I had to, I had to stop lying to myself and I had to tell myself that, no, this is, this will happen because you will make it happen yeah. because my will is not for sale. Um, and so that it was a mindset of, 
okay, let me let me be very aware of what's around me and what opportunities are around me. Who's around me that I can gain knowledge from and wisdom from? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that happens without me doing a lot of things that change the way I was doing life. Because mm-hmm. um, you you definitely the energy you put out, I believe, is the same energy that you're going to get attracted to. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and it's it's hard to I think. One of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because I was listening to other podcasts just on a small side tangent here. And uh, but one of the things I found most interesting is perspective. And I've been working on myself for a long time. And um, and you really do have the um, decision on how you want to perceive something. Right. And you could perceive something and be down and, you know, have it be extremely difficult to lift yourself back up but once you start training your brain to think a certain way and change that perspective it's almost like a a little bit of a switch where you can kind of okay this is this sucks you know it's not my ideal situation right now but you flip that switch right and you start thinking in a different pattern and stuff and um it, it takes time. It takes time. So those years prior, you know, to even even thinking about it, you started to get yourself in a mindset. And that's fucking awesome. I think it's hard for people to do. It's a lot easier to fall into that trap than it is to, you know, yeah. really work on yourself and be true to yourself and say, I, I have to stop bullshitting myself, you know? Yeah. And and really, it's, it was the community that was around me then that is still around me now. Um, you know, a lot, the guys that stood at my wedding, they're, they're guys that... You know, they could tell me the the crucial statements that I needed to hear. I remember I was out playing darts with uh, my buddy Rod, and we could go out every weekend or whatever and just hang out, drink some beers. One day I asked him, I was like, hey, let's go play some darts, man. He, he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm on the phone. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? Like, yeah, let's just go, man. What are you giving me shit for? You know, I'm like, no, really, what's going on? And he looked at me, or he didn't look at me. He said on the phone, he goes, you get too angry, dude, and you lose. Yeah. That rocked me. Rocked me. Floored me. I was 24. And I'm like, one of my good buddies doesn't want to come hang out with me because I got angry at him. So I was like, okay, let's let's take some inner perspective. Let's not uh let's stop blaming the world for my issues and, and start looking at what I have the power to change. Yeah. Um and I think that, you know And for him to be a uh a, a true enough friend to speak yeah. honestly to you as well I absolutely mean, and he's a he's a dear friend still to this day and i think that's awesome. one of the things that translates into the business is you know i was a person that was aware of what was around me what i was looking for i had goals and i had tasks to achieve in order to make that goal happen mm-hmm. um and that's the way i think that i do life now and i've learned to do life now and change that up and have a a focused mindset on everything. Yeah. It's a ton of structure. It is a ton of structure. Um, it, and again, before we got on the mics, we were talking about, uh, he, he was, <laughs> he's kicking around the idea of starting a podcast. Right. And I'm like, okay, it, tell me a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to, uh, like what do you have so far? So you don't have everything. All right, the equipment, I don't have any, you don't I have don't have any, any microphone. I don't have any of the equipment. I, I have my gym and I have my apparel line. I have a website um, fitfaith.org. And, um, so what it is is going to be the fit faith podcast. Uh, it's going to revolve around that niche of how fitness and faith can come together. And your faith doesn't mean you have to be religious. There's a difference between religion and Mm -hmm. Christianity. And we can talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Um, but just being able to make sure that you're 
physically healthy, emotionally healthy, relationally healthy, like that's what Fit Faith is about. Awesome, and so the man. podcast is going to do that, bringing different guests from different fitness environments, um, different uh, guests that I know that are local in the area that have had some trials uh, and tribulations with their business and how they grew it and how they overcame things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it's going to be about. But it's also going to match the social media of Instagram and Facebook. Facebook being the business side thing, Instagram being just more of my personal side of business. And it's going to be scheduled out based off of what podcast is going to go out basis the you know the post on instagram the post on facebook right so he's so. got everything scheduled out between uh but i got know, no the different platforms <laughs> <laughs> but i was telling him i feel it makes me feel like a piece of shit because he's got stuff written down i mean and this is really the right way to do it you know they say okay you can have a plan but it's not until really you start uh, the first one of the first steps is just writing it down yeah right yep. so you know, that's very important. But I and not to say I don't do any research or anything like that, but I definitely don't have, you know, schedules and stuff. Um, but it's uh, I, I admire that that sort of quality as well. And I think it is very important and it, it will create um, not only success, but it has a potential to create an additional level of success, I think, you know, yeah. to follow through yeah. with certain structures and just stay adamant about that. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And um so it would be the, um, so Fit Faith is the business and it's it's the gym, um, Fit Faith podcast pretty much. Yep, Fit Faith planning. podcast. It's it's everything is branching off that. So it started with the apparel line idea. What's the apparel line name? Do you, is it any different or no? It's Fit Faith Apparel. <laughs> All right. Yep. You go to <laughs> fitfaith.org. Yeah, it, it's very easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started out with the apparel line, and then it turned into a gym, and then it went back to the apparel line, and then it's going to turn into a podcast. Um, hopefully, that might coincide with YouTube. I got to look at some stuff for videography and all that. But um, and that's really that's really cool. A very focused and driven uh, system too, like this podcast. I mean, I like a lot of vast range of topics and yeah. just information and learning things and getting different perspectives yeah, from absolutely. other people but it's not there <clears throat> it isn't a niche you know like like right. fit faith right. will be right. um but i think that when you implement all the things i don't know man i just i see success because i could just i'm an entrepreneur myself i mean i've had a business for five and a half years uh before that i worked uh, uh went back to work for somebody for five years but before that I had a business with another buddy, (laughs) you know, for five years. So I've been in the same industry for the past 20 years, but I've had since I early 20s, 21, uh, more like uh, 22 to 23 is when we I first started the business with a buddy. Um, And that got me to expand, like see a bunch of states and uh, do a lot of uh, traveling just for the business. Uh, But the experience I got from that. And just trying to operate a business, one, a lot of people don't have that opportunity at like 22, no, 23. No. And you can't learn that in schools. And you can't. teach you it's, shit for school, man. Yep. No. You got to get in there and you got to do it. it absolutely. Yeah. And it, it teaches you so much about yourself because the level of energy and uh, time and just everything that goes into a business is, it's uh, it can be draining, but... I don't know. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta have that motivation. You gotta have that. And I think, I think part of it too, you have to, if you, if I opened up a candy cane store instead of a fitness place, (laughs) right? right? 
I promise you it would not just fail. It would be out of business before the end of the month, the first month. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't say that because my, my systems in place wouldn't be accurate because I know how to run a business, right? Mm-hmm. But it's because it's not my passion. I don't want to do it. Right. And I don't want to get up in the morning and not have a drive. Yeah. I don't want to get up in the morning and not have a purpose. Right. You know, and I think that's what the school system is missing. It teach people how to find their why. Yeah. You know, well, and- I've been down a few times in my life. Right. And I, I, I've talked to, you know, one of my neighbors, for example, he doesn't live next door anymore, but he, he was more of a religious uh, kind of person, both him and his wife. And, um, his daughter, so I, I, I was kind of at a time where I was low on myself, you know, mm-hmm. self-esteem and just everything just seemed to, uh, whatever, what not be a great time, but, um, with the religion aspect of it, and I'm not very religious, but have you ever read a purpose driven life? Yeah. Yeah. Purpose driven life. That is one book that even though I'm not very religious, but it kind of spoke to me in certain ways and, and, um, it was just one of the additional steps throughout my, you know, 10, 11 mm-hmm. years of trying to uh, keep advancing in personal growth. Yep. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> well, I can, I can piggyback off that. I think that's, uh, you know, it's transparent to you uh, in, in to be able to voice that now. You know, you can voice it now because it's something that you've overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell people I've done, I did life for 29 years wrong. Yeah. 100% did it wrong. I did a lot of fucked up things. I hurt a lot of people. Uh, I did a lot of, made a lot of bad decisions to set myself up to lose. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to blame the world for it. I was just going to say, and it's never your fault. fault right? yep. I was perfect. <laughs> Everyone way, thought man. my way, the world would work pleasantly. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case, right? And so finally, it took some hard conversations with some some people I trust and, and people that love me. Um to say, oh man, you need to get help. Like that conversation with Rod was one of them. It right. woke me up of like, oh man, my anger is flying off. I need to get help if a good buddy doesn't even want to hang out with me. Yeah. Um, and to what you said, you know, a low point in life. Um, I believe that unfortunately everyone does have to hit a rock bottom. You have to feel the bottom or see it or be able to smell it or something in order for you to go back up. Um, because there's people, only way to go. There's yeah, only one yeah. way to go when you're there right. and that's up and you right. can, yeah, and uh, the ministry that I serve in, and uh, it's called a recover ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, I sit around, you know, every Wednesday in a table of grown men that have hurts, hangouts, and habits that have been causing them to do life wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm there to, I'm not perfect. I, I fuck up every day. I promise I'm gonna leave here, and I, I'll fuck up before I get home. As well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. I know, I know tools now and I know how to recognize situations. And you said it before, there's that small spot where we get to choose to respond Mm -hmm. or react. Mm -hmm. And when we can respond, that's how we can show the world grace and love and patience and kindness and all that, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. When we react, then I turn into an asshole and I'm flipping off people driving. Right, because <laughs> you know? why can't this be my way? It exactly, you know? exactly. The so, perspective is off. Yeah, you know? but that split second is there, man. I think, uh, you know, from my own personal experience, without that self-growth, six years in this ministry serving and watching other grown men learn and grow just like I have, mm-hmm. um, I've been through four 12 steps um, because I kept on coping with the sadness and, and issues in my childhood 
as an adult, and it was just fucking me up. It was making me do everything wrong. Yeah. And once so I started. Baggage just carrying it yeah. with you. And, just and once like, I straightened heavy, man, that out, it's heavy. it was like, man, I let loose. And I was like, there's a quote. Stephen Furtick at Elevation Church said this, and I'll, I'll live by it. He says, uh, the devil would have never tied you up so early if he wasn't scared to see what happened when you were set free. And I'll tell you, through the six years of work and the community I have around me, like, those ties are fucking broken, and I'm just going to dominate. And, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's just who, what I'm capable of. That's who God's made me to, to be, is to be a person that can help change the world. Yeah, I've said yep. that when I was in first, second grade, felt it so weird because everyone was looking at me strange, and I'm like, ah, it's just what I feel. I feel like there's a way that... I can change the world. I can help and make an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, so that 40 years down the line, when there's two other people sitting in these seats doing doing a virtual reality <laughs> podcast or whatever it is, then, you know, Dude, th- they have that. those choices because you and me, people like you and me that have made entrepreneur choices and gone out and stopped working for somebody else and started to build their own dream, mm-hmm. we are setting the stage for that. We are setting the stage for them to have more opportunity instead of go to school, get a piece of fucking paper that says you passed, be average, and get a white picket fence and a cute little fuzzy fucking dog. Right. Like, right. <laughs> Don't break the law. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, you shouldn't anyways, I guess, but... <laughs> right, right. You know, so... But, yeah, I got, I got you. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, man, it's uh, but it didn't happen in one day either. It's a progr- no. it's it takes work, man. It takes work. What? And I'll just speak from my own experience here. But when when I started changing my mind about the way that I just wanted to improve myself, you know, on a daily basis and kind of start that journey, right? And I was I was reading small tidbits here and there in books. I'm not like a huge reader, so my my. Uh, a lot of the things that I was finding out about myself, like I, I stopped the business, you know, I had a girlfriend for several years that that relationship ended and I was just like in a new space in my own little condo, you know, but my whole life, just like everything I had or felt like I had just crumbled, mm-hmm. you know, before me. And it was just, it was kind of devastating, man. So, so that, it, can, it, I, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, can I absolutely. Focus that real quick. I just have a question because yeah. I'm a curious person. Yeah. Did you feel like in that moment you lost your identity? Um, maybe, maybe at the time. Okay. It's hard to recall because this is back in. Uh, it was 2008, and um, yeah, everything that I've known, like I felt like my purpose was gone. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I didn't have a purpose. I, uh, uh, but, but a lot of it, again, it didn't come from like watching, I, I did watch a lot of comedy. So there's comedy central presents every Friday I was watching comedy, <laughs> but I kind of isolated myself yeah. and, you know, I thought over time, like maybe, you know, maybe this isn't good. Maybe it's not healthy, but I, I was fine with being alone. Mm-hmm. And when you're just spend time with yourself, I think, it, I don't know, over time you learn stuff about yourself and you can develop a different way of thinking. I think a lot of people get kind of trapped in the things that society tells you that you're supposed to do. Absolutely. You know, like you go to school. Okay, now you got that piece of paper. Like, what the fuck does it mean? Now you go get a job, you know. Uh, uh, Do you want that job? Like, are you happy at that job? Probably not, you know. (laughs) But the world told you to do it. (laughs) But the world told you to do it. And like, I don't know what else to do. And we're all just like, do, 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 do. And then uh, relationships, maybe not to say that getting into a relationship is a 
uh, early is a bad thing, you know, because a, a lot of them do work out. A lot of them are great. But, you know, I spent a lot of time not outside of a relationship. And after that one where everything kind of changed, I'm like, fuck this. Like, I ain't even bothering. Like, mm-hmm. I got to I'm going to focus on different shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But but yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit. There's. But let me get back into that. So early relationship sort of thing. When when we get stuck in those things and we're just doing things and reacting upon things and like, okay, well, um, I'm going to stay in this relationship because this is what I know. It might not be great, but we don't what I'm getting at. Ultimately, I don't think we give ourselves the time to really even know ourselves, you know, and I probably didn't even. I was a piece of shit till I was at least 29, maybe even beyond that, dude, you know, early thirties. And now, now, uh, but there's a few things along the way that just click and it, it, it changes you. Um, when you can start seeing things from a different light and changing your perspective. And when things start coming from within, you could project that positivity a little bit more. So outward, you know, you're not reacting because you're like, well, you know, why is that upsetting me? You know, that shouldn't upset me. I lost a game of darts. Big fucking deal. You know, world keeps spinning. It should have been a 19, not a 16. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, there's a quote that I, I like that. It's, um, you know, if you're, if you're driving in traffic and someone flicks you off and that just ruins your, you know, ruins the rest of your day. It does. Like, well, it used to, right? You have, you have absolutely no chance at success if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Because the stress that we feel about going to work every day, or if you're, you know, I can't speak this myself, but this is what I've heard. Is but when you're making a deal that's worth five hundred dollars, you're making a deal that's worth five hundred thousand dollars. The deal is made the same way, and it's through communication and honesty, transparency. And if you're too worried about getting tied up in what social media wants you to think or look like or do, um, you know, I mean, I think it's, I think that's that's the sad part of social media. Well, I think I think part of that is it's not it's not people um, following what social media is telling them to do, but they don't, they don't know. There's no. no direction. Maybe there might not be a purpose and all that external shit is influence. Yep. And you know, whether it's exposed to positive influence or negative influence, I hope more so on the positive end, yeah. <laughs> but we, we still bring that in. We're still yeah. exposing ourselves to, and there's too much content, just, just a lot of things, a lot of things. Like when we were going to school, we didn't have this shit, right? No. Hell so, no. so the ice space. <laughs> Oh, dude, that wasn't I mean, even, yeah, even that. That was, that was high school, though. Yeah, I mean, you're talking like junior high. Yeah, no, there was none. Of, there was, it was, it was but get yeah. out of your house, walk down the street, knock on the door. Hey, can Dan come out and play? <laughs> right, right. But not from the time that you were six being exposed to all this information. And, oh. and I think it's going to create a lot more anxiety, confusion, and, and it, it's a distraction. So that time that I was just talking about how you're not going to have the time to really even know yourself. And hopefully along the way you take paths and you confide in certain people or you read some books or you educate yourself and expand your mind and keep an open mind. Um, all those things. I think it, I don't know, man, not to be like dark about it, but it's going to be more difficult for the younger generation to be at yeah, If they're not uh, self-aware. Absolutely. <laughs> If, if we don't be teach a productive them, citizen, yeah. you know, if we don't a teach human them being awareness, they're going to I think you're right. So here's some stats for you. So the average person in the United States right now scrolls over 300 feet on their phone on a four inch. Holy screen, shit. 300 feet. 
Go walk 300 feet. It takes a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do that every day on your phone. Every day, and that's that even minimum. seems light, you know, three hundred feet. Probably that's on the the low side that's, of yeah. That's a minimum, <laughs> yeah. right? That's a minimum. So that that's a stat for you. But there's another stat right now, as far as like, if you look at the the kids that nowadays are fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and already creating apps, and already having an entrepreneur mindset. And how to, you know, how to fix things. So there's, I'm reading this book, it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it talks about this story. Mm-hmm. And uh, it talks about the author when he was a kid that he asked his father a question. And the question was, Dad, how do you make money? And the dad didn't really have too much of an educated answer. He was a very educated man, mm-hmm. uh, made a good amount of money for that time, but didn't have any money. There isn't just a one answer kind of, this is no, how you make No, no, no. He just kind of laughed at his son and let him run off, right? So him, his son got curious and he like collected old toothpaste things because back then they weren't made out of the plastic. They were, they had metal that had alloy in them, right? So they collected enough of these two empty toothpaste tubes and they melted them down, mm-hmm. right? And then through the liquid, they started molding out nickel-sized pieces, and so then the dad came home one day from work and sees him and goes, what are you guys making? He goes, oh, I'm making nickels. And he says, okay, I have to have another conversation with you about um, plagiarism and, you know, ethics. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and counterfeiting. But, but this, is the, this is my takeaway from this story. I've, mm-hmm. I'm 38 pages into the book. Is the dad said to him, you know, I'm going to teach you about all this stuff and what counterfeit money looks like and what it means. And, you know, you'll go to jail eventually. But he said... I'm proud of you because you were curious. Stay curious and don't quit. Because I believe that the difference between rich and poor is that you didn't quit. Yeah. You know? Shit, yeah. That can be a strong message, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I just <laughs> I read that maybe three hours ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's fresh. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool, dude. I, I got a book I'm reading. Um, I won't get into that right now, but um yeah, just those messages and those perspectives, dude. Yeah. And, well, here's the thing, know, what, too. Is- well, we were talking about success, too. And, like, what's the the success is, uh, it is a perception. It's like, mm-hmm. well, what do you consider success? Right. You know, is it having millions of dollars in your bank? Is the only success that you, uh, you know, strive for is, like, I've always wanted a Corvette. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that, but that's, I've grown up and I would still enjoy a Corvette. Mm-hmm. Is it important to me like it was when I was 20? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, I can give you, I can paint you a vision mm-hmm. okay, of my success. My success is having a. You could see it, man. I oh, like that. Absolutely. I I can, like, it's a derived it's income from a real estate portfolio that is very, very finite put together. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be finite, I believe, because human beings we are created as finite if you believe in god he made us from finite dirt you know mm-hmm. and so i think everything we create it has to start from the dirt up and it's creating a real estate portfolio that cr- gives me a income that is derived from that that's just a dividend that is set and it allows me to coach youth sports as much as i want mm-hmm. year round and with, with that tied into place of having the real estate, having the gyms, and coaching the youth sports, being mm-hmm. an impact on, you know, 11 to 14-year-old kids. Yeah. 
you know that well you've done that for a long time uh, so i mean you've had had a year how many years of experience Uh, in just coaching alone 13 years coaching 13 years coaching i my first kid that i coached um he was my quarterback he got engaged Mm -hmm. (laughs) last year that was a shocker another kid i coached um they're having a baby so, so things are changing. They're, they're like getting we're, older, which yeah. means I'm getting older. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's that's my why that I'm going to change the world by affecting the youth athletes mm-hmm. and showing them that your athleticism is not everything. It's great and mm-hmm. it's amazing, and if that's what God has gifted you with, then then ride that gift out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's not everything. There's more. It's about how you treat people and how you remember people and don't, you know, not burn bridges. I, there's all these adages I could throw at it. But I know my impact is there because mm-hmm. it's already it's proven mm-hmm. already over a decade. Yep. And I know that if I can do that in the long haul. I'm going to change the world that way. Yeah. And That's, so, dude, and I think that part of that was. I had to stop lying to myself. We talked about that. You mentioned that earlier. Like, you got to be honest with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so piggybacking off of what my vision of success is, my vision of success is not, you know, Laguna Beach on a a oceanfront property. It is for me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a a nice-sized property, nice-sized house, and money's in the bank, but it's it's, I don't have to worry about the finances. Everything can be automated, and I have Mm -hmm. enough money where there's food on the table, family's fed, and it allows me to be who I think God created me to be, and that's to be a coach, a mentor, a leader, Mm -hmm. and just help change the world through the youth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're... We're over a week out from Kobe passing, and his his quote when he got interviewed, you know, what do you want to be remembered to be? It was inspire the next generation. Yeah, inspire the next generation. That is all that matters. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, dude, and that's uh with the coaching and you know showing showing these kids at a, a young age and and you know, you might just be a coach, but you're not just a coach. I mean, these kids are going to grow up to remember you, remember some of the things you told them, guide them to, it's not all about sports. Like you just mentioned, you know, but, but when you're in, and I wasn't big into sports, I wish at this time, as I got older, I wish I did get into sports more in school, because I think that's another thing where, you know, you, you go through the difficulties and the trials and tribulations and failures of sports, but you stick with it. Yep. And anything you do with that, whether it's business, sports, yeah. or team problem solving, like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's those things to to push through, and it it will show you. Even if somebody doesn't explain it to you, wheels should kind of click over time, and you, you kind of start connecting dots here and there. Mm-hmm. But we all have our own individual experiences so for sure for sure it's all different for everybody but i mean there's um yeah the inspiration and and something like that i could see a profound impactness dude yeah i mean there's no bigger drive than when you find your why yeah once you find it and it's clear to you and i i can't explain why it's so clear Mm -hmm. um but it's something that it wasn't like oh i researched it and did it i got asked to and i said okay i'll try it because i like sports and i like football Mm mm-hmm and yeah, it, now it's into a career path and it's into a, a dream that's something that I want to continue doing. Yeah. Um, and it's, I've seen the impact happen and I love the fact that I can have that impact. And part of that is because I It's really, a long-term feeling. It's it not is. something like it a is. short gratification, you know, yeah. that's, that's something that's impactful. And 
I can only imagine the more that you feel that and or see things within, you know, these kids and, and then even a decade after seeing them a little bit more grown up and be like, wow, man, you know, that's, that's amazing. That's yeah. cool. It's got to be a great feeling. It is. And it's cool. We have, uh, I have a football family. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so 2010, uh, we went five and four and got bumped out the first year in the playoffs. Uh, shout out to Lake Zurich. But um, I just this, was doing some wall wraps and stuff. The, for these, them. Yeah. These families, these parents stuck together. And now, years later, their boys are all 21, you know, 22, and they're graduating college. They're all Americans in track. And um, it's cool to watch them grow up. And it's cool to watch these this family that we have tight knit. We get together on Christmases, we get together oh, on wow. Halloweens. And it's like, Every single time we get together, someone does it, and I it humbles me completely, is they always raise a glass and they cheers to Coach Nick because without him being the coach and picking our boys to be on the team, this doesn't happen. Yeah. And um, I, I can – I, I can't take credit for that. I, I think it's amazing how, how God works. Yeah. Um, and I think that he puts people in your life for a reason – and he's just waiting for you to wake up and and start being aware of why they're in your life. Yeah, yeah, it's profound, dude. Yeah, it, uh, definitely, definitely. I didn't grow up with that mindset, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's kind of interesting too. Like it, one of the we talked a few weeks ago for a short while, and <laughs> dude, it was hilarious. Like you like to throw yourselves throw yourself in these situations where like. All right. Well, I'm not a coach. I've never coached. But would you say somebody uh, somebody came to you with the opportunity? <laughs> yep. And then you're yep. like, okay, well, I'll try it out. And sure enough, dude. Yep. I mean, it, it changed. It seems like it changed the course of your life, which is amazing. And it, it uh, there's no doubt in my mind that certain things do happen for a reason. I, I, and you know, are our eyes open enough to see them at that time? Maybe, maybe not. We'll so, see it later on. Maybe, maybe not. For sure. So let me, let me, I'll, I'll kind of reiterate a little bit on what he said. So I, I stopped coaching in 2013. The school I worked for, I became their athletic director. They went out of business and went under whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, that obviously stopped. I got into the corporate world. Um, and then I, I just missed coaching. Yeah. And so I got, I got married. Um, I got married in 2018 and I was talking to my wife about how much I miss coaching and, you know, lo and behold, she's a high school teacher. Yep. And she was talking to one of her coworkers about me or whatever. I just came up and this other teacher was like, oh, do you think you'd want to be an assistant fencing coach? <laughs> and my wife is like, you're going to have to ask him. <laughs> just be just because. Right. So we, <laughs> we arranged a meeting. Her name was her name's Megan. Mm-hmm. And uh, awesome lady. Awesome coach. Um, it, she's now finished her seventh season as a coach for the fencing team provides so much uh, knowledge and expertise around the sport. And um, we had a conversation with her. I told her, I said, hey, I can coach. I worked at the school that we're coaching at. And she actually graduated in 09. And 09 was the last year I was at that school. Mm-hmm. So that, that was pretty funny. It was like my one of my first coaching gigs was her senior year. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't coach her. She didn't do track. But right. regardless. Um, so... I do, uh, we had not understand. I know nothing about fencing. Mm-hmm. I know that there's like Perry Perry thrust thrust. You know what I've seen on like Robin Hood men and tights, and and that's about as far as it goes. But I know fitness. <laughs> I know how to coach kids. Kids love me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the IHSA. I know how to handle like other coaches and and things like that. And so she she agreed to it. Um, 
three years before 2018, she brought home no medals. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, she had an all-star fencer that was pretty good, pretty high ranked in the state. Um, and then three years kind of fell off. Uh, my first year, we brought back a... If you don't know about fencing, fencing's made of like picture like March Madness brackets. So it's a minimum of sixty four kids mm-hmm. per three different weapons, boys and girls. So six different teams inside each school. Okay, it's just a big hot mess at a fencing mate, right? Gotcha. So yeah, if you yeah. make top eight, it means you made top eight out of like sixty four or more people. Okay, right? So they medal at top eight. Our first ma- match, we had a girl medal, our, our foil captain medal, eighth place, and yeah. <laughs> through the rest of the <laughs> Again, season. Let me remind you, everybody, that uh, this is with zero fencing nothing coaching experience. Fencing. Yeah, um, but with multiple years of coaching experience and exactly. i'm sure that helped so exactly. it was part of we it. had we had a jv girl medal third place we had a seventh place <laughs> in amazing, state dude. that year um and then this past season we had a jv medal um he jv medaled seventh but then in the varsity meet at culver indiana he medaled fifth which was insane because he's a second-year fencer. Yeah. Um, and here's a, here's a funny story about this, right? So these fencers, fencers are, are athletes, okay? And mm-hmm. anybody that watches the Olympics, the the knowledge that I had to learn about myself. So I said, okay, yes to fencing. I signed a contract. Every single day for the next 60 days, I took two hours of my day and I studied the sport. Mm-hmm. YouTube videos, looking up world-renowned Olympic coaches. Who are the best foilers? Who are the best epics? Who are the best sabers? Where are they from? Why were they good? What was their footwork? What was their training? And I took that and implemented it into these high school kids. Yeah. Well, fencers in high school, for the most part, are like (laughs) choir, band nerds, and like theater geeks. Mm -hmm. And this kid I'm talking about is, uh, he's a sophomore, and he is about 5'10". Very lengthy, very fast, very, very quick. I said, you know, as a sophomore in high school, I was 5'3", 115 pounds. Yeah. Soaking wet with a rock in my hand. I was not, I didn't have the athleticism. I wanted it. Uh, But I told him, I was like, dude, your opponent can't keep up with your athleticism. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he like shrugged his shoulders and geeked out a little. And I was like, I looked like, what do you want me to do, man? I looked at the head coach and she was like, he's a theater nerd. You can't call him athletic. He's not used to that. (laughs) (laughs) But here's here's the other premise of that, right? Is that we're so used to in high school jocks being jocks. We mm-hmm. talked about it earlier. This is what you're going to be Kinda made. Categorize. Oh, you're, right. You're, you're a cheerleader. You should do this, you know, and so forth. Mm-hmm. I think I missed it in high school, and I sure missed it in college, that the other half of the people that are band nerds, our theater geeks, our fencers, mm-hmm. they're cool in their own right, and they have their own space too. And I think they should be just as uh, held up just as high as the football players, as the basketball players. And I say that from coaching both sports, playing mm-hmm. one's more. But I'll tell you, over the last two years, I've gotten better personally at fencing. Like, I put the gear <laughs> on, and I fence some of these kids, and I give them a, round, a run for the money now. Yeah. Um, and it's two years into it, and, you know, the sports that are lackluster, like, the, you know, swimming and, and fencing and diving and stuff like that, they don't get the, the glory of a touchdown celebration or a slam dunk, True. you know? True, But, like, they work their asses off, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it needs to stop being undermined. And as a coach of youth sports, that's something I can do is I can bring awareness to that. 
And that you'll see that happen in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you put some of these kids probably in certain positions or like you push them to do a little bit, and th- then they might just fucking surprise you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. it's like, whoa, we just unleashed something from, <laughs> you know, yeah. this this kid here. Yeah. And, you know, before you know it or, you know, that's cool, though, to see like, hey, these kids can't keep up with you, you know, with your athletic ability. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, but. You know, that's cool if it kind of makes them think, too, and be like, hey, maybe I am faster than, you yeah. know, gives them a little bit more maybe confidence, you know nerd. what I mean? Yeah, and absolutely. I, I can do this, too. Absolutely. And here's here's the funny thing. So <laughs> we're going to get into my past real quick here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're at a fencing meet. It's one of our last fencing meets, and the boys are all done, and we're all sitting around waiting for awards. <laughs> right. And they're playing this card game. It's called Magic the Gathering, okay? Okay. And so they see me as, you know, I'm a personal trainer. I'm all tatted up and, and you know, pretty fit. Um and I get down there on the floor. I'm like, oh, what cards are these? What, what, yeah, what, is this what are these from? What collection is this from? And they look at me with just drop jaws, deer in the headlights, like, wait, how, what? And I'm like, yeah, I used to play Magic together. And I was a tournament player. Like, I, I sold all my decks on eBay. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> and like to solidify myself, I was like, oh, I quit right after the Vision series came out. And they all knew what that was because that was like, to the them, next step or... to them that's the old school now you know? so gotcha like, <laughs> but that's the but other they pieces. see and they hear yeah, that and now they like, get what? to see oh this guy's a personal trainer he's tattooed up like there's a kid on the team he wants to get joseph jacked plan like he's <laughs> <laughs> what is that i don't he, he just wants to get in shape because yeah. he sees that i'm in shape you know oh, okay but it's, it's that that the joseph jack plan yeah. is that that's cool term <laughs> but there's an image that i portray <laughs> yeah and i per- i do it intentionally i know i leave the house that way i walk around that way and mm-hmm. no matter what you get that's who i am yep and they think it's cool and to see that and all of a sudden this cool person go wait you know magic the gathering like mm-hmm. you're even cooler you know, than I thought. You know, part of our world too, and I think it just gives them that grasp of both ways. Like, no, yeah, I'm a fencer. I am an athlete. Yeah. On top of a theater nerd. Yeah. And my coach, I thought was a complete jock, but he used to play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You could do both. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. You know? And then you know, if it's not for you, you know, then it doesn't uh, do anything for you. You might not stick with it. Big yeah. deal. You my, know, my career wasn't in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I don't know if there's much of a career, but there's crazy careers out dude, now, dude. Dude, ninja? you can play video the games. Ninja? Oh my goodness. Whoo. There's so I'll give you a so. Did Djokovic? You could, when you he could won? be you could be a kid, seven years old, opening presents with a yep. YouTube channel, doing reviews and yep. shit, and be multi-million yep. millionaire. Yep. You know, granted, he didn't Pat do that by shit, himself. Man. Somebody, <laughs> someone's gonna do that. <laughs> Somebody is. There's yeah. a kid out there. Yeah. That, yeah. That's it done. It's, it's done. That's, that's what it is, man. It's crazy. But that, it's you know, so with all the technology and all that. It's a little bit of a distraction, but one of the great things about it, like I, I don't have a, um, I don't have a radio background. I don't have any sort of background that led me to podcasting. I just thought I felt like I've grown this perspective over the past 10, 11 years, and I'm interested in other people's perspective. So, um, you know, but the technology that's out there gives us the opportunity to take take on these these things that we don't ha- necessarily have any experience in like fencing coaching yep. you know what i yeah, mean absolutely. but you did research we got the tech where yep. you're like i'm looking up youtube videos you're preparing you're gathering yep. up all the information that yep. you can gather yep. 
you know, which is a smart thing to do considering you're like thrown into something. That's so funny, dude. I would be like fencing coach, but maybe I'd think differently if I had coaching experience. You know, well, you, the coaching is in the name. Coaching, so. coaching is is my passion. Yeah, I love yeah. being around the kids. I so love whether being it's fencing or something, it didn't or matter the, to me. Right. If that's what I needed to get my fixed, I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. and that's what it did. Um, but yeah, to to kind of circle back you you kind of mentioned it is it's like yes all this technology is out there but i'll I'll let you know this and all the english teachers my wife's an english teacher she Mm -hmm. loves this stat because i'm stat nerd for you right so here's this right break it down all right libraries right libraries with books Mm -hmm. right still have a higher retention of people coming in than gym memberships Interesting. 65% of people with library cards still go to the library. Mm-hmm. Less than 10% of people with a gym membership go to the gym. Why do you think that is such a small retention rate? Well, but that's well, I'm happy to see that people are still going to libraries. So here's, here's my thought. This is okay. my thoughts on it. My right. personal opinion. If you think I'm wrong, then fucking whatever. So I don't be care. It. <laughs> <laughs> so. You go to the library, right? A lot of, if you look at it, a lot of parents bring their kids to the library still. Okay. Okay. Right. It's a place to go to. If you got to do research, you got to meet things. You got to, you know, they have, they have kids' rooms that are educational now, more in libraries. They've made it so it's not so school oriented. Mm-hmm. It's more knowledge oriented. And there's a big difference. So if you look at that, you, you go do that because you are earning something with very little effort. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you're going to lose is what? Time, right? Right. If you go to fitness and you go to the gym, you're not just sacrificing time. You are breaking down your body. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a piece of people that they don't like that feeling um, or they're scared of that. They're intimidated by it. Um, which can, I, is, can I tell you one thing from my perspective? Sure, sure. It's a lot of fucking work, man. Yeah, it's a lot of effort. It's a <laughs> it is a lot, lot of effort. effort. A lot of effort, but but it's well, another part might be not being able to see some of those instant results, like and especially right now, aren't we kind of like um, turned into this instant gratifications? Our all our videos are on demand. All mm-hmm. the YouTube we can look mm-hmm. up at any point in our time. You know, we don't have to. Tune in to watch a show at a certain time. It's all whatever. We can binge Netflix episodes, well, <laughs> seasons. I think, I think it goes into like people are in general are willing to do more for others. And I think self care gets lost. And I think that is why I have the business I have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, it's self care. Self care needs to happen. It does. People yeah. that go to libraries, they're going to libraries because they're kids. It's not because they want to go there and read books, because the kid needs something. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't go to the restaurant. When you have a family, you're not going to the restaurant there you guys want to go to. You're going to the restaurant your kids want to go to. Right. You know, that's why they run the show. Mm-hmm. When you go to work out, you. Well, your friend's not sacrificing work so you can get swole. Like you, you have to, you have to do it, right? right? right. So there's sacrifice in there, and it's not just a time; it's a personal sacrifice right. because you are breaking your body down, mm-hmm. and you are intentionally telling yourself, like I've told people, and I tell clients this: eighty-five percent of people that go and sign up for a gym membership because they're sick and tired of looking at themselves in the mirror. Yeah. The other fifteen percent are the freaks that love working out. Yeah. 
that and it's other i mean i don't know dude I, it's other images and stuff that you see too yeah. you know like oh, yeah. we just had the super bowl you know shakira yep. at 40 whatever and yep. you know j-lo at 50 i mean look amazing yep. you know and and it's not but but that's part of like what they do i consider that that's part of their job yeah how much money mm-hmm. they made for the super bowl no how much uh, on average j-lo averages 2.2 million dollars per concert mm-hmm Wow. Shakira's at 1.6. Yeah. Okay. Super Bowl, zero. Really? Free. Because they get to reach out to over 100 billion people that watch the Super Bowl and tune into it. Right. So right. that's the advertisement that they get. Right. I'm surprised yeah. they don't make anything off yeah. it still, though. Yep. Yep. But with way back to like Justin Timberlake, Michael Jack, no, that none of them ever make it. Wow, I didn't know that. It's the trade off for the publicity of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I got curious, that's, man. That's I don't know. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, the stats guy. <laughs> there's words underneath the video on YouTube, you know, I read them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, but there's, um, it's kind of like the sports thing, right? Also, I mean, you're going to, well, you're breaking your body down like you explained or just said. And then also, it is a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not something that, okay, you break your body down once and boom, you reap the benefits. You got to have the consistency and you got to keep up with it in the routine. Well, you got, you, it's like anything else with business and your business, right? You not to, to say f- it's bad, but it teach it. But it, when you stick with that though, yep. and you continually break your body down yep. and you push yourself to uh, farther than you did last week, find you know, failure. continually find failure. It's find uh, failure. yeah. In the gym, find failure in business, find failure. Cause every single time in business, you find failure, mm-hmm. you find a learning opportunity. Yeah. Every time you find failure in but the that, gym, that's a perspective too. You can be broken sure. down with that, sure. or you could be like, you know, for sure. flip that switch. But here's be- the fact: every time you find failure in the fitness industry, mm-hmm. that's when the growth comes. Yeah. You know, and I I heard it on another podcast. Every single time in my life that I feel like shit's hitting the fan, mm-hmm. shit, it's about to get really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. And to recognize that, and then yeah. you know, turn it into like. And I'm not being broken yep. down, but it's fucking, yep. it's driving me. Well, from, from a Christian standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, storms are going to come even with Jesus in the boat. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. Yeah. You know, it's, it's our faith that with his guidance, we'll make it through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's when, when I say that, that's what I believe is, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Bring it yeah. on. Let me fail There's fast. another reason learn. for opportunity and exactly. growth. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you go through, well, let me ask you one. Oh, sure. Go ahead. No. Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna just ask you. So, I I've done a lot of like research. There was a, a time where I was big into researching food intake and also just workouts and stuff. This deals a little bit more with the um, with the workout aspect of it okay. and kind of your your brain and body working together and. What are some of the physical slash chemical uh, reactions that might happen, you know, with the releasing? Because you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, runners don't get runners high, just, but they're, they're not right. going to get that high on the first run. Right. It's a continual thing. And then over time, they kind of, whatever it does, um, you're supposed to feel pretty amazing. And that is a long-term benefit. For and sure. something For that sure. affects you in other ways, aspects of your life, work and, you know. Yeah. So mainly it's, I mean, your body gets a shot of dopamine, 
mm-hmm. right off the bat. Your body gets dopamine and it produces cortisol. As you start working out, yep. you start As moving you start your body, out, you get the blood right. flowing. So I believe that when you change your physiology, you can change your life. Mm-hmm. If someone's depressed, not that this is going to cure depression because I know that there's some very serious cases out there. Mm-hmm. But if you're depressed, if you're feeling sad, get up and move. Mm-hmm. Get up and walk around because your physiology is the easiest thing that you can move. You don't need to go anywhere or buy anything for it. Mm-hmm. Just get around, take a walk somewhere, walk around your apartment, walk around your house mm-hmm. because that gets the blood flowing first. It gets fresh air into the lungs. It gets recycled air out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're not just having stale air sitting in your lungs. Right. Um, and then also it allows oxygenation in the muscles if your muscles are stagnant that's why people get bed sores is because those muscles don't get flexed mm-hmm. oxygen doesn't get into the muscle fibers and it doesn't breathe and it, it needs to breathe your muscles are living tissue mm-hmm. so that's part of it so when you work out you get movement you get oxygenation in the muscles mm-hmm. you get blood flow okay the the internal Right. You get the dopamine shot. You get the cortisol enhancement. So what we don't realize is, especially guys um, from the age of like four to like 18, mm-hmm. HGH in our body is going absolutely fucking psycho. That's the a lot. What? HGH, human H- growth hormone. OK. OK. The natural body produces it as kids. You have a tremendous amount of it. That mm-hmm. is why, as kids, all you want to do as a guy is wrestle and like break things. Yeah, that's where it comes from. <laughs> that is, that is, it's not it's because too of much M&M, energy. It's, it's yeah. not because of Transformers. It's not because of ninja, it's because of HGH. Gotcha, You're gonna yeah. do something, yeah. right? So, as you get older, your body produces less of it, mm-hmm. right? And when it produces less of it, it means that your body doesn't have all that energy, right? So your energy has to be conserved and has to be prioritized on what you want to spend it on. Mm-hmm. By working out, you're increasing the amount of HGH in the blood in the body, which increases the testosterone and estrogen output, mm-hmm. which allows you to have more energy throughout a day. Which is why working out in the morning is better than working out in the evening. When I was working out, it was in the evening. Sometimes it'd be at, at latest be like 10 30, 10, right. 10 30. Right. But that's where like, okay, I'm not very, I'm, I'm a creative type. So I, I blame that on my lack of getting up early in the morning. You know, I like, mm-hmm. I like my mornings slow. Yeah. So uh, by the time I, I wake up, you know, rush to work when I had the job and I was working out at the time, it wasn't until like, okay, I'm going to eat something, maybe wait another hour and then. Try to mm-hmm. do some. Well, yeah, and the, as to say too, like the time you work out, but also the type of workout you do matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So if you're gonna go in the gym and just want to smash heavy weights, mm-hmm. like, well, you need more protein intake. Your body's sport, spitting out a lot more cortisol. You're losing a lot more uh, sweat and minerals out. Right. So your body needs to intake more. If you just go in and you're doing some cardio workouts and stuff like that, it's completely different. Your, your protein's not going to be as high. Your HGH isn't going to be as high, which right. means that you're you're not going to be losing all those much needed natural minerals. You'll be able to slowly detox the ones that your body doesn't need anymore. Hmm. So yeah, I guess it depends on. Yeah, dude, it's all different. It's so specific. You know, what mm-hmm. is your goal? Right. You know, and then that ultimately determines what the best food intake is going to be, what the best, what right. the best exercises are going to yep. be and things like that. So, so. It's, I look at it this way because you can see this in business now, too, mm-hmm. is that professional athletes are training like businessmen and businessmen are training like professional athletes. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not a wonder anymore when you meet a CEO of a company and they're freaking jacked. Right. <laughs> I'm not right. surprised. That's true, though. I'm yeah. not surprised because that's what it takes. Yeah. And that's why my business is about putting all the, the spiritual, physical, and emotional piece of your body, put it all in one and let's get it together. Let's get it in the right place mm-hmm. in order for you to have the right mindset because every single tap. Every single, every single time you take a step forward, then it's mm-hmm. with purpose. It's with a driven lifestyle. Yeah. Right. You know your why mm-hmm. and you can just go get it. Yeah. And you got the energy to go get it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. No, that's man. awesome. Well, and it's like it, those business people that cross over. Like you said, I think a lot of successful people are more and more fit, you know, and whether it's they have the, the extra time because technology they can like this podcast i don't have to go anywhere it's out of my home you know so it yep. gives me more time less time and travel or yep. this or that yep, absolutely. little details but uh but it's like the uh it's like the fencing ner- nerds and their magic you know they can do both things yeah absolutely you know you just gotta you got you do have to make it a priority though yep. and you gotta you gotta uh, it depends on how serious you are if it's just for fun hobby well you know, I feel like I've been lazy two days, so I'm just going to run. Even that's good, I think. Just a little bit of activity. Mm-hmm. But ideally, Absolutely, a little like bit having of structure. Yeah. And some some kind of workout at least three times a week. Did you see you that? Uh, maybe maybe not um, that pull-up bar that I have in the doorway, that simple yeah. pull-up bar. Yep. Yep. You know how much you say, I guess? I don't know. It looks pretty dusty. It, 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 <laughs> it's used as an extra clothes hanger when I'm done. <laughs> when I'm done taking my, you know, hanging up my it's clothes like, from the like from the dryer. They have treadmills at home. And I tell them, like, you tell your kid that's not a, that's not a toy, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you tell them it's a coat rack. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I do, uh, and I think I mentioned this, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking a little bit. But if there was. I, I may have even said this in a podcast. I think I have. But if there was three things that I think would ultimately change almost every other aspect of my life with energy, positive thinking, um, everything, work, uh, perspective, focus, all that would be the first one would be um, working out. It would be fitness because I've done it before. Mm-hmm. I know how great I felt when I was doing it. Um it's just I put a lot. Of, I make excuses, so I'm not going to get into the whole excuses. I could go all day on that. Uh, that would be one eating better. But I think that goes hand in hand. So if I do the first one and start working out, I think, two, I'm going to have more of an appetite. I'm going to my body's going to crave, you know, um, better foods. And if not, it's going to at least I'll be eating more and mm-hmm. have, you know, because I'm a skinny dude. Like I want to that would be one of my fitness goals. Yep. So I would want to gain some mass and good mass, you know, lean, lean muscle and all that, but, um, I also get a good workout in. So fitness eating and then waking up early. Yeah. But I think the fitness, you know, it helped me go to sleep. Not that I have any problems going to sleep. <laughs> Dude, I hit that pillow and yeah. I am out. Yeah. I've done some research on sleep too. We could talk about that. That's, I, it's some, I found some crazy interesting stuff. On awesome. Sleep. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, just being more well rested, just feeling the impact on from a good workout and like that next day or even the next two days sometimes. Um I, I miss that, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's very uh like I said, what I even my uh my family, they're like, Wow, you're you're I like I know you've been working out, but they didn't see me for a short amount of time and we always always get together for, you know, family events and birthdays. 
here and there, but it was like Father's Day. We were getting together for breakfast, and at that time, they're all just like, Danny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look good. You know, I, fe- I felt good. I was like, I felt like I can. That's a great feeling. It is a That's great a feeling. That's a great feeling, yeah. So it's something, dude, I don't know. So when I when I got engaged, uh, after I proposed, we got back from where I proposed uh, up in Devil's Lake, Wisconsin, and came back, and I went and got fitted. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, how, when's the wedding? And I'm like, oh, it's in 10 months. And they're like, oh, it's a little early. I'm like, yeah, but this is intentional. Um, so I paid them and I, they measured me out. And I told them I'm on a nine-month bulk plan right now. Yeah. So when I go into the wedding, what is the latest I can come close to the wedding and still get refitted if need to because I'm it's going to be different. Because uh, I got a plan. Yep, yep. yep. And they were Man like, the oh, plan. two weeks. I'm mm-hmm. like, awesome, cool. So I hit it, hit it hard. Uh, I went from 141 pounds. And I was probably about 8% body fat mm-hmm. to 173 pounds at 12% body fat. Okay. And I went and got remeasured, and they had to put me, I wasn't a 40, they had to put me in a 44, mm-hmm. but my waist was still a 30, so they had to like cinch the jacket away. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> and he was like, holy shit, you weren't lying on my damn personal trainer. Like, yeah, I didn't tell you that before, but like, that's, yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't bullshitting. But yeah, I was, I was just sick of being a little bitch and just like feeling like a little bitch in the gym. Yeah. And like, I know a lot of big dudes, <laughs> a lot of yeah. big dudes. And it's just like, I'm only five, eight. So like uh, height's not there. So I'm like, all right, if I'm not getting taller, I just got to get wider. Yeah. I got to get wider the right way, you know? And, right. um, yeah, that was, that was a piece of it. But, you know, like I said, 85%, uh, 85% of people that I believe go in, walk into a gym mm-hmm. religiously, right? Mm-hmm. They're the rats. Um, they got sick of what they were looking at. I got sick of sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And you, you just make the change. Yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like before I was out of shape. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was in great shape. I still am in great shape, mm-hmm. but it wasn't what I perceived as. It wasn't where you wanted to be. Physical was, success. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. physical success Your vision looked of, different. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And, at, right now I'm at like 167, 166 and prior on 12%, 10% body fat. Mm-hmm. Um, the end goal is to get up to 175 and have 8%. 175 cool. with a six pack. And once I'm there, then I can focus on the next goals of, of everything else. And there's a uh, potential to step on stage and yeah, we'll, we'll see what it looks like when I get there. Cool. Yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Take some stones, man, to step on stage during a bodybuilding contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be, man. You yeah. got to get to a certain point, and then yeah, but it, the whole time, I mean, you're seeing growth. You know, you're just building confidence, and yeah. or a lot. When I when I when I get confidence in the gym, I get confidence everywhere else. Yeah. If I have a good workout for like three months and then business comes to me, I'm like, Oh, I got this. Yeah. I'm yeah. about to smash. Well, this. It's, a com- <laughs> it, 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 well it's a combination of everything, dude. Yep. Cause you're, you're looking good. You're, you're feeling yeah. good, oh, you know, yeah. and uh, you're putting in the work. So you're, you're working hard and, you know, all those things kind of combine it, you yep. know, just make a very positive outlook. And then again, it's just consistency, man. Don't get stuck in those ruts. Like yep. if you feel yourself slipping, it's just, it's the consistent. And I, I keep preaching about that because that's where I find my troubles mm-hmm. is like keeping up with it because I already know how good I'm going to feel. I already know the potentials of like, and I wasn't huge or anything, but, um, 
I was definitely, I was like, wow, you know, I, I'm seeing change when you mm-hmm. start seeing the change. It's like, holy crap, this is actually doing something, man. So I, I mentioned this earlier, and this is what I'll tell people, uh, to clients too, but new clients. Um, I, I succeed and I'm going to succeed because my will is not for sale. Mm-hmm. I work out and I lift and I eat how I want to lift and I work how I want to work out and everything like that because I know what my ideal success of physical you know, sculpture looks like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to chase it until I, I achieve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that, you know, they have trouble staying consistent and they fall off, you know, or they, they have the New Year's burst and then they fall off after February right. or they're good for a month and then something happens where they miss one day mm-hmm. and then it dominoes and then they miss an entire month, right? Yep. The pain of not having it is not big enough. Say it again, the pain of not having it, the pain of not having the physique you want is mm-hmm. not big enough for you to change it. If right. you're at a dead end job, the pain of not making more money is not big enough for you to change it. Yeah. And here's the other piece of that is it backtracks, right? Or is it just, or is it just being afraid? You know what I mean? To change that or take that step as far as a business goes. If, if you're not making enough money, you know, you might be really hurting, but you might be, uh, you know, just I think fear is a stopper of a lot of people. Not to say that it isn't fitness because no, it's, fitness sure, is a completely sure. different thing, I guess. Yeah. But. but there's fear in fitness. You know, I, I'll tell you, so I was working out with I, I trained this group and this uh, this one lady came on. It was everyone else was sick or something, whatever. So since it was one on one, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Hey, I can treat this like a one on one hour session for you. She's like, awesome. Cool. We don't get that. It's mm-hmm. a group, you know, group class usually. So I took her back to the free weights in the gym mm-hmm. and she literally looked down, looked around the gym and then she looks at me and goes, oh, it's kind of nice back here. Yeah. I said, help me understand. <laughs> help me understand. And she said. I'm too afraid to come back here. I don't ever want to come back here. There's too many guys usually and this and that. I'm like, that's a real thing. It's a very real thing. Hmm. And I think that's why I do what I do is because guess what? It's okay. It's okay for you to be completely undersized. You don't have to be overweight just to want to get, you know, fit. Right. To be undersized, to look like a you know string bean, you hold up your arms and people think you're number eleven. Like it's, <laughs> like it's you know what I'm saying? Like yep. it, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I think you know nowadays, like all you have to do is scroll on your phone and you can find ten bodies that probably think look better than yours because mm-hmm. it's all over social media. It's way oversaturated. And I think we lose track of the internal want, the internal reality that says, no, this is your vision. Go get it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to do that once I got there physically. It allowed me to do that in my business. Mm-hmm. I had to stop lying to myself because too many times I've been around too many churchy people that are, oh, just be happy with what you got. Right. Settle, 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 settle. And I'm fucking sick of it. And yeah. after after that transformation of six years of personal growth mm-hmm. and learning how to change my body in nine months, it became, okay, no, fuck it. I, I want to have a net worth up of plus $5 million. Mm-hmm. I want to have a residual income that t- takes me fifteen dollars to $25,000 a month where I can do whatever the hell I want to do with my wife and my family. Mm-hmm. But it also, because I don't have to worry about money, it allows me to take my time, prioritize it towards youth sports as much as humanly possible. Yeah. So is it, yeah, you can call it greedy because I want a lot of money. Like, I, I don't give a shit. That's fine. What's your why on why you go to work? 
you're happy making twenty four thousand dollars a year. Don't lie to me. <laughs> right? No, I know. Right? I know people that have good livings that they make a, a high six figures, you mm-hmm. know, and they're happy. And I know people that don't, and they're just as happy. Yeah. And I think what it boils down to is that yes, money cannot make you happy, but money can take things out of the way so that you can focus on what does. Dude, I I think one of the number one like stressors of life is financial. Uh, complications or, you know, I won't say misfortune, but just struggles, financial struggles, dude. It is because there's nothing. Well, there's things you could do about it, but that takes time, energy. It takes, it takes, it it requires you to take any of that fear that you might have that's preventing you from doing something to make that next step. And Um, schools don't teach it. Schools no, don't teach don't. any financial knowledge. Like I, I've had to learn everything I've learned through books and podcasts Yeah, and it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, but what it it's unfortunate, that, but it's also fortunate because we can, you know, right, with, with right, you right. got the resource and yep. you got the brain to yep. take the steps to yep. do it. And, but I can tell you this, my kids will know it. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. it's, it's now, nowadays is not go to high school, go to college this. Now I think it's, it's okay. Well, you, you got high school. Do you want to become? Do you want to open up a gravel company? Do you want to? Do you want to become an entrepreneur and skip college because mm-hmm. you just don't? You don't need it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just a yeah. No, like well, I, I tell people, I didn't. I never went to business school. Never. I went to all the classes in high school I could get for business. You know, like marketing, sales, enter to business stuff like that. I could break down a P and L sheet like nobody's business because I worked in the business. Yeah. I got myself from a part-timer to a full-timer to the corporate level to understand it. And I learned business in the streets and I learned it that way. And I don't think there's a better way. No, no. Unless you can, I mean, uh, I'm not a teacher. I can't write a curriculum. So, right, right, right. So the only way I know how to learn is, Hey, jump in the pool and right. worry about how deep it is. If there's sharks in the bottom. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like you're afraid of any sharks, man. And, uh, I think on that note, well, why don't you tell people again? So we got Fit Faith. Why don't you tell them anything you might want to tell them? Yeah, so uh, the gym is it's in West Dundee. Um, you can go to www.fitfaith.org. You can see the apparel, hoodies, shirts, hats. Um, on the link there, there's a link inside the webpage. You can send a message directly to me. You can contact me, get a come, come in and uh, tour the place, get a free fitness assessment. Um, and, you know, the faith-based thing, you don't have to be – a Christian, you don't even have to be a believer to come in and use the studio and work out. It's it's open to absolutely everybody. But that's the difference is that it's open to everybody that wants to come in and be committed to self-growth, personal growth, and getting themselves in a better place. Yep. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I want to thank you for the shirt and the hat. Uh, as well that's uh much appreciated and your time man i really help uh really appreciate your time here yeah you're welcome you're welcome this is awesome and uh i think we could i see some things in the future happening between i think i think so too i would love to have you back um so we'll be talking and i wish you the most uh success in all the ventures that you're pursuing man it's great great things thanks